Wait, what was this? The studio. You had a studio. The studio. It wasn't my studio. It was the studio. <laughs> it was the studio. The studio. That everyone went to. Uh, by everyone, you're like three people. <laughs> <laughs> he said by like three people. What was in the studio? Let's hear it. Uh, well, it was somebody's den, so you know, normal. Also, it was mobile, so it, it, it had to move yeah, yeah, a few yeah. times. Yeah, normal hood setup. It was just in somebody's kitchen and shit. Dirty bathrooms, roaches. <laughs> Not like 1980s roaches where they talk about like poverty. It was just it was a different type of poverty. They had a different type of roach. Yeah, yeah they got foreclosed on. They had to bounce. <laughs> Most people are like, yo, who the hell are these guys talking right now? Well, we know Carl, but we don't know who this dude's talking. But we'll get to that in a little bit in a second. Let's just go ahead and rock it out for a little bit. I right, fuck that shit. Word, word. Fuck that other shit. You know what I'm saying? Like this, you know what I'm saying? Keep it on and on and on and on and. You know what I'm saying? Big Nas, Grand Wizard. Uh, what is it? I really don't think he was outside when this came on. I rap for listeners, hands, fly ladies, and prisoners. <laughs> My mom did love me. I went outside real early. Then I'll be dissing the unofficials that mo wooly tie. I dropped out of coolie high, gas the bar, cocaine, cutie pie. Alright, before we get in too much trouble, you know, I just gotta give a little piece of that. But we're not done yet. I'm still setting the vibes. I'm doing it my way this time. This is the way that I wanna do it. Mm. <laughs> gotta set it somehow. You definitely had to been outside for this though. She had a whole different vibe. I had to do something for the ladies too. You know, yeah, just yeah. In, just in case the women wanted something special. It's like, let me get you something that's gonna work for you. Yeah, we should probably do that. Sometimes you gotta like throw the button in there so it's like not a real clean listen. Relax, man. You look a little nervous, man. No, <laughs> Whatever we do, not get sued. Don't play no Prince. You said don't play no what? Don't play no Prince. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even touching whoever, Prince's catalog at Whoever all. his team is, they like get all my shit off YouTube. Yeah, you gotta hire them. They know where all the internet. Nah, is. I, I know not to touch any of yeah. his stuff at all. I'm pretty sure Prince created the dark web. <laughs> you can't even check him out anywhere at all. <clears throat> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We done with her burning daylight. I want to welcome y'all to episode one of You Wasn't Outside podcast featuring one of your hosts. My name is Normal Ass Carl to my right and my only right. Damn. I ain't got no fancy name. Lex Coop? Nah, no, we, that's not what we, we ain't <laughs> that's doing. That's kind of that. hard, you know? Nah, nah, nah. AKA white privilege? <laughs> nah, because it's like a light white privilege. What you mean, like, you can't come in light with white privilege? Look. That's true. All right. We'll, we'll roll with that. I'm going to need you to make friends of, like, with, like, higher up white people so that we can understand right, what that's, the, that's what what I, the that's disconnect what I mean. is. That's what I mean, because I'd be wasting my white privilege. So that's why I called it light. Like, no, I think you, you're a homeowner. You got a college degree. You got vehicles, house on the hill. Yeah, but my road to get there wasn't, I didn't expose my, my privilege as probably I could have or should have. Ah, okay, I get, yeah, yeah, I get, yeah, I'm, I'm there. I, there was a say. whole world open to me that I didn't realize was there. <laughs> <laughs> when did you realize, like, yo, my white privilege has gotten me nowhere? Um, 
Our statute of limitations ain't passed yet. We'll, we'll get into that <laughs> we'll later. We'll get that later. Huh? <laughs> Listen, this is episode one of You Wasn't Outside podcast. If you're wondering what the hell is You Wasn't Outside, look, a lot of this shit that we're probably going to be talking about, you wasn't outside for it. It's just a metaphor. It's a joke. Uh, I don't want to have to explain myself all the time, but the shirts is about to be dope. Uh, all kind of stuff. It's been a. It's been about what two months since y'all really heard me on the mic um, or heard anything from the Grown Folks Podcast Network. Uh, a lot of y'all wondering like, well, where the hell is Cease and where Star at? Um, now, nah, can I ask that question? Go ahead, you can ask. I hey, mean, I showed up. They was like, "Hey, you want to be on the pod? I'm here now. Where everybody at? <laughs> yeah, just replaced you for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking like that's a wild replacement. I'm giving away a king and a queen for a white man. Word. <laughs> But we'll see. Maybe uh, I can start flexing the privilege now and take you to the next level. I would hear it. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so the podcast, the way it's, it's set up right now, I've been sitting here thinking about how I was going to play this scenario now for like the last few weeks of how I was going to at least explain how we got to where we're at now. I still wanted the pod. I still want a pod now. Um, you know, throughout 60 episodes, you know, I just didn't see myself you know, doing a podcast with anyone else. But then the pandemic happened. And then outside of the pandemic happening, um, you know, you had the George Floyd situation, the Breonna Taylor, rest in peace. Um, you had, especially out here in San Diego, there was, you know, a lot of protests and rallies and stuff like that. I mean, just recently, yesterday, there was one out in La Mesa. We'll get to that uh, later on today. Um, but I still wanted the pot, you know what I mean? And so when the pandemic hit, we were at odds of like how we were going to put out episodes, what we were going to do. Uh, and I think people just needed a break. And it's not that I'm done with grown folks businesses. It's not that they're done. I mean, they haven't verbatim told me I haven't talked to season about two months. You know what I mean? So um, he sent me something on Father's Day. I liked it. Uh, Star sent me something, you know, about two weeks ago. She checked up on me. Um, but I mean, the studio is here for them. I mean, I built all this for everybody that's there. And so instead of kicking them out or doing something that was going to be beside myself to save face, it's like, oh, I'll start another podcast. There's no reason for me not to be able to do both. You know, I'm on my, I'm, I'm a Kogel. Diddy vibes. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Kogel. That, that's Carl and a mogul at the same time. So I'll, I'll have both podcasts. I mean, there was things that was happening though that, I thought would have been great to, you know, at least share with our audience, you know what I mean? Or the audience that we had. my boy, Jamar Taylor, he had um, a four or five week Zoom session with kids in high school. I had people hitting me up from Africa and people that are listeners to the podcast all the time. Like, hey, I hit you up. up. Yeah, you hit me up, too. You know, I don't want to get into the specifics, but, you know, we were just at a disagreement. Me personally, I just wanted to put out episodes. I didn't care if people were here or not. I didn't care if it was over Zoom. You know, I, I didn't necessarily care. And I think, you know, my my co-hosts, you know, they just seemed a little bit uninspired. And at the same token, there was a lot of things that was going on. And so I get people's perspectives. But just because other people stop doesn't mean that I'm going to stop doing what I love doing. And we've been a stable in the community now. You know what I mean? When I got that email when someone was like, yo, I remember seeing your mom in Africa. She gave us shirts and everything. We've been listening to the podcast. What happened to y'all? And it's like, well, how do I relay that to them? I mean, that's why we're here now, right? That's the that's the the main reason why we're here now. So Lex, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey man, yourself. shout out to C, shout out to Star. Like I was one of the listeners that hit him up. Like where y'all at? Y'all was building momentum. Keep going. You agreed, you know. I'm not gonna speak for them, but you know they was on whatever they was on, and you know I've had several people approach me to do something like this for several years, and here I am now. We don't need to get into me right now because, I mean, if we're going to, you know, you'll get to know me as the 
assuming y'all still listening. <laughs> yeah, that's your biggest fear, yeah. like losing listeners. Yeah, because right, because it's like, oh, that's my fault. <laughs> no, not necessarily. But I told you, like, I, I personally, like, we, we've been talking about this for, you know, a few months now, and like to me, it was like nobody wants to listen to a podcast with all dudes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I felt like we needed a female co-host to kind of make it strong. The difficult thing is, is like I don't want to replace anyone that we had in another podcast or nothing like that. Um, but it's difficult to find like charismatic women. <laughs> hey, hey now, all right. <laughs> hey, we're I'm starting just, off spicy. Yeah, we ain't got a deal yet, <laughs> so I, I can go ahead. And say, but it's hard, like. And when I say charismatic, I'm not trying to say like women can't be charismatic. For me, though, the the women that I know, you know that that can take that personality and bring it on the mic. That's tough to do. There you go. You know that's really tough to do. Ain't 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 no way we you know. Not saying we can't add somebody later. Yeah, I'm gonna leave Changing the space open. Yeah, we can make it. There's, we can, we can definitely a spot make right it next to me here on this couch, and I promise you. Let's spot check it real quick. Give me your uh, your top five rappers. Okay, we ain't doing this. Why nope. not? We right out the gate. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, I hate. Thought I had them. Thought as many lists as I do in, in general life, one thing I hate is that damn question. Okay, top five that you listening to right now. No, I'm not gonna. I won't do top five right now. I can give you my new album rotation. All right, let's hear the new album rotation. In my got. Apple Music right now is Run the Jewels. Um, we got Nick Grant. We got West Side Gun. Joey Badass. Uh, the new currency and Harry Fraud. The new currency and Harry Fraud. Yep, and uh. Benny the Butcher, Black Soprano Family. I'm just now getting into Benny a little bit. Yeah, man, I've been on the Griselda movement for a few years. Uh, you are the type of dude to be in the that, basement. Yeah, yeah, that's me. With some 501s, creased. Yeah, twice. Just, uh, the underground <laughs> white dude, hip hop, that's at all the shows. Two creases. You know, growing up, you're like, oh, man, you di- you the different white dude. And then I go out to these rap shows, I'm like, everybody in here looks exactly like me. Yeah, there's like one per neighborhood or zip code. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I told nah, you ain't too many zip codes in San Diego. I feel is going to support that uh, number, though. Uh, not once you get above the eight. Nah, yeah, it's just nah, not nah, going to happen nah. that way. No. All right. So we got this uh, read them and weep segment. What we got on the read them and weep? You got the you got. Oh, I got the information on here. huh? I didn't screenshot it. I screenshot. Okay, it. Yeah, so yeah. we go. Go ahead. Oh, I didn't screenshot. <laughs> it. I thought I found it. It's not here. Uh Oh, nah, I found it here. We'll put it back here. On, uh, yeah, I'll just read it then. Yeah, you find it. Yeah. On so here. I found this. Uh put this in my group chat a few weeks ago i thought it was funny uh so i guess somebody somebody's mom died somebody died and you know they be putting obituaries in newspapers <laughs> read them and, read them off real quick yeah, yeah so so her uh her kids wrote her obituary for uh miss kathleen dimlo kathleen dimlo was born on march 19th 1938 to joseph and gertrude shunk of wabasso she married Dennis Dimlo at St. Anne in Wabasso in 1957 and had two children, Gina and Jay. In 1962, she became pregnant by her husband's brother, Lyle, and moved to California. Come on, Kathleen. She abandoned her children, Gina and Jay, who were then raised by her parents and Clements, Mr. and Mrs. Joseph Schnook. She passed away on May 31st, 2018 in Springfield and will now face judgment. She will not be missed by Gina or Jay, and they understand that this world is a better place without her. <laughs> hey. Oh, man. To be continued. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs>
I really didn't know what this button did, but we're just going to rock with it for a little bit. I had no idea. Listen, that's nasty. Hey, I can't think of too many people that I know personally that if they weren't here, the world would be a better place. If they were or were? If they were not here, the world would be a better place. You think you think if Donald Trump was gone, the world would be a better place? Um, I mean, he's gonna be gone in a couple months, right? I mean, that's the plan. <laughs> I mean, that's that's really the plan. I don't I don't necessarily know how that's gonna work out, man. But I mean, if go out and vote, please do. I think it's it's, it's necessary and it's and it's important, that, especially like in these times, man. Like to really like hone in on, um. What practices we can have like I'm like I'm all for like the protesting and everything um but i'm I'm also for protesting with a purpose Definitely. um and having a message to it. I may not have the answers, but I feel like if you had like a message to it or if you had like a call to action for people, that would be a lot better but you know what um starting uh what was it in June when everything started heating up, I think this one feels different. this one feels like it has more legs to it. This one feels like a lot more progress can be made. I feel um, as much as generate generation, <laughs> generation. <laughs> generationally speaking, you know how each generation kind of shits on the one before the one after, you know, those damn millennials or whatever it is that's under us. I feel like, you know, uh, as the generations go on, they, they doing more, they get more done. They, they, they're not afraid to take that risk to take it a little bit further. You know, our generation we the ones running the Obama campaign. We got him in office. And now mm-hmm. this generation, when it comes to that type of, um, when it comes to social justice movement, they can push that forward now. Cause now I'm just, you know, we, you know, we've been around a little bit. We've seen a couple stints and this one just feels different to me. Maybe it's cause I'm more in the know now, um, more informed or more mature to, to look for certain things. But this one just feels a little different. I think Generation Z too. That's that. That's that generation, right? Whatever Between, generation I'm talking about. But Generation Z is the young kids, yeah, though, the like ones under that's 25 right yeah, now. The that's ones really that's all here. going vegan and saving. Yeah. Yeah, they with the shits. Yeah. Like, and and it's crazy because like, I don't know. I just see like way more support now these days, and you know, in my time and then then in recent times, and it's great because like I think social media is social also what media, changes. Amy. Yeah, yeah, there's way more exposure. So the people that do want to participate but don't know how, there's always something they can see or find to to go do that. Yeah, yeah, and it bring and it brings people together like more than anything. Like right. as much as I hate social media, right? Like for all the bullshit that encompasses with it, I just feel like it is also a useful tool if you're trying to like really start a movement. You know what I mean? Now, the thing is, though, is not everything is created equally. You know what I mean? Because sometimes, like, people use social media as, like, law, and it's like it's not that way. Yeah, but that's what all marketing tools, I mean, you know, they trick us at every turn. You know, every TV commercial, this and that. I mean, it's all marketing at the end of the day. But uh, when it comes to this, this is what the good can come from it. And, you know, ain't it's not like anybody trying to come up. And it's wild because, like, what who's that? Michael J said that. It's like, damn, we doing all this for the most basic ask. We just want to matter. And that's wild. Like Yeah. Did you watch uh the Beyonce special yet? We talked about that yesterday. Did you get a chance to no, catch it? No, I did not. I did not. Uh, if it just came out, my fire stick link won't work for probably another week and a half. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah but, that was uh, just a small tidbit because it was thinking about black people and then black is king. So Definitely, yeah. I mean black is queen too. 
<laughs> yeah. in, in my life anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're almost like a, a younger version of Gary Owens. Nah, don't do that. <laughs> I feel like I'm funnier than Gary Owens. Oh man, Gary I'm... Owens is like a trying to be funny for his career, and I feel still feel like I'm funnier than him. I. Not, I not that I don't rock with him. I just like. Uh, you feel like he's pressing it. No, no, I just I just feel like he's not that funny to me. Mm. I'm not saying he's a bad person or he does whatever. I just, you know, shout out to Gary Owen, though. Yeah. His sh- I think when I watched his reality show or whatever that was, maybe it was scripted or someone scripted. Oh, you it was got it. Yeah, so was, um, what was that show with Kevin Hart and all five of the other No, no, that was a real thing. scripted show. Yeah. I'm talking, Gary Owen had like a show with his family. What was the he name was of it? Let's ask our apprentice. Hey, what was the name of Oh, we don't have anybody. It's just us. Nah, nah. We're very It was low called budget. The Real Husbands of Hollywood. Real Husbands of Hollywood. There we go. See, you can go ahead and get that off the top. Um, so, I mean, I'm not going to act like we not in a pandemic right now. So. Yeah, how, how's your life changed during quarantine? It's, it's, you looking a little slimmer. I heard you've been on the bike. Do I really look slim? Or are you just saying that for nah, the sake, sake of the mic? Um, maybe maybe it's because he's wearing all black, but, you know. <laughs> it's a little, Shut up! It's a little dim in here. Oh, man. Nah, man. Um, yeah, bro. I've had to adapt, like, completely. Like, that first month of quarantine, oh, it was nasty. Like, even trying to figure out what I was going to do with the podcast, my life, you know, my family, like, finances. And I hate to say this, rest in peace to anyone and, and, and rest in peace to anyone that's lost their life to the coronavirus. And also, you know, I pray for those who are affected by, by it. Miss Rhonda is another one. Uh, Miss Rhonda is a woman that I work with. She's currently in a coma right now. I've been praying for her every day. Um, but the virus overall has been a very profitable thing for people who are able to stay healthy, though. Yeah, yeah. If you're for, like, if there, there, there are one third of Americans that aren't able to pay yeah. for their mortgages and stuff like that. But that other two thirds, like since I've been considered an essential worker, I haven't had to spend money on gas really because I've been working from home. You know what I mean? On top of that, interest rates actually fell down, so I've been able to like have conversations of refinancing my house and seeing what those numbers will look like. Third to that. I'm just not buying clothes and going out anymore, really. We went out, you know, hey, for your wife's birthday yesterday. Last but night was the first day I got dressed in 2020. I didn't even get dressed for that. I'm just used <laughs> to not getting dressed now. And now that this happened, I really don't get dressed. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, fortunately for myself and my family, we in the same situation, essential worker. And so I've definitely been able to save a little money. The first couple months, daycare wasn't open. Anybody got to get a kid out there, you know what it is. Um, that ain't, you know, paying grandma. Like, when you pay for real daycare, like... That's another uh, that's another piece of the rent, basically. Um, I wasn't laid off. My wife wasn't laid off. Uh, yeah, same thing with gas. I ain't got to worry about going nowhere. All I got to kind of do is kind of watch the Amazon purchases and make sure to put a little little grasp on those. But other than that, like I've definitely saved a little nice little chunk of change and and not to for anybody that's able to. Any crisis is going to bring opportunities. So for those who are fortunate enough to be in a better position during this whole thing, like don't waste it. Don't squander this opportunity. Wait, whatever it presents, like some people threw money in the stock market and they saw it come up a little bit, like whatever that is, that's cool. Whether it's just saving money in the bank, whether it's uh, some type of opportunity business wise is coming your way, like just be ready for it because don't waste the crisis and learn through it. Every crisis presents an opportunity. Yeah. And I think, like, like looking at it from that lens, you said something earlier that had me thinking. You was like, yo, I got to watch the Amazon packages. Like, I had, like, 
like the pandemic has also got people acting crazy. Oh, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, like all the wild shit that's happened to me in the last four or five months that we've been on lockdown is just amazing. So I, I'm at home one day, working from home, normal day, and I live off in the cut. So we don't have, and you know the cut I live yeah, in, yeah, but we ain't going to say where I live at. But yeah, yeah. there's no reason for people to be walking up and down the street if you don't live here. Because the nearest grocery store is about a mile and a half away. Right. And then you got to go up a big hill to go to the next yeah. grocery store. That's another mile and a half. It's definitely a pocket. Yeah, it's a pocket. And you live in the, the deep crevice of the pocket. Uh, d- the deepest of them. So, like, if I see somebody that doesn't live here in my neighborhood walking around, it's like, I'm on red alert. Yeah. You so ca- You caring for your community. Oh, I try to as much as I can. So I'm using the bathroom, washing my hands, hear the doorbell ring, expecting a package from Amazon. Boom. And so I'm like, okay, well, I got time. Wash my hands real quick, trying to be safe, pandemic, you know, also trying to be healthy because, you know, you don't want to Because if you're going to catch the Rona, it's going to be from the Amazon cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> so I come outside and I look and my package is not at the doorstep, but I see a car pulling out, right? And it's a dude and his girlfriend. They're in a car in the 90s. It's beat up. I'm like, man, I don't know that car from Adam. So I get out. I follow him down the street. I'm like, hey, man, um, you take a package from in front of my door? You said it that calm? I said it that calm. Because, you know, I don't want to alert him. I don't know what he's got on him. He may have a weapon or whatever it may be. You wild for approaching him like that without knowing. Oh, man, you know, I just got to, you know, be safe as much as I can. I kind of need to know what was in that package for you to... to, I'll tell you after, because then (laughs) if I tell you now, it's like, man, why is he going through all these links? And there's a reason why. So he tells me no. (laughs) So luckily, I see the Amazon truck a few blocks down. I ask the Amazon dude. I pull up on him. I'm in the car. I said, hey, man, you leave a box at this address? He said, yeah, I left a box at that address. I said, cool. He shows me a photo of it. I'm like, yeah, when I went outside, that box was not there. So then I take off looking for the dude. I hit the freeway because there's only two. There's three ways out, but there's only two that make sense, right? The third one, you're going up a really big hill for no reason, straining that engine. So I'm like, I'm just going to go the quickest way to the freeway. Hit the freeway. He's not there. I come back. Seven minutes pass, right? I'm on the freeway going 95. <laughs> come back. See the Amazon dude. He's like, I alerted the police. I'm like, all right, dope. Cool. I start looking in every driveway going back up the hill. I was like, you know what? There's no way they still on the street after I stopped him. So I head down the block, make a U-turn, come back up. Don't see him. And then right as I'm about to give up, I see him in the parking lot. Pull up on him, T-bone him. I say, hey, listen. I said, we could do this of two ways. One, you can either give me my give me my box back that I see that's in the backseat of your car right now. I said, or we could just fight him over it. His girlfriend's in the car crying and stuff. And that's when I noticed. I was like, oh, they're drug addicts. Mm. And so my whole purpose of this story, which I was going after, was a baby gate. Boom. <laughs> that hey, was man. it. $50 Safety baby first. gate was that. One, I'm not somebody you're going to just press on like that. You know what I mean? And number two, I don't want to see you back in my neighborhood. So it has nothing to do really about the gate. You more was so doing than, it for the rest of the community. Yeah. So I ended up installing cameras in the side of my house. Mm, and there's a whole bunch of just Amazon like wealth, like <laughs> wealth. <laughs> it's like $200 cameras. I told you I'm not spending no money on gas, hey, man. man. I could do it. So, yeah, man, the pandemic's just got people acting crazy, man. I just don't know. That's my whole point of the story was just like, you know, we're in some like really desperate times now where people are stealing stuff right off of people's porches and stuff. Let me ask you this. If he was like, okay, you gave him options. What if he chose the other option? Then they, I, I was ready to throw down. Let's square up. This is side B of did the Did you scale. have shoes on? I did. 
Okay. Initially, I did not have on shoes. Okay, yeah, maybe I had. I had no shirt on though, and no socks. You didn't ask about the socks. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, but he had took my package out of the box, and then he he was like, "I don't know what you did with the." I, he's like, "I don't know what I did with the box." I was like, bro, it's only been forty five minutes since I last saw you. Like, what do you mean you don't know what happened to my hey, box? Man, they get it off quick. Yeah. If they drug at it, yeah, they they know. But exactly I was only worried about though, like like my address is on there. But he couldn't mm. I don't think he remembers like seeing me. That's how like out of his mind he was. So, you know, that's that's just neither here nor there. My thing is, because we're talking about financial constraints and these people and these finance people being in financial constraints, do you think the lockdown is still necessary given where we're at right now? Definitely. Why do you say that? All right, well, we'll a, talk specifically California. We yeah, won't speak as a proud region. Californian. I'm looking at where New York's at right now. They listened and now they relatively safe. And then I look at California, who I think is above, you know, I feel like we're above standard in what we try to do in anything. And we didn't listen. I feel like somewhere around Memorial Day, we went to a barbecue like, ah, let's just give it a shot. We have fun and said, oh, we open now. <laughs> and then we ain't been back inside since and yeah and we over here going to arizona going to vegas going to these places that's right next to us and now we right back where we started and you know so for me like i said my life ain't changed as much so it's like dang that sucks but for the people out here you know struggling it's like dang like we can't get them back up on their feet because now we got to go right back to where we was in april and do it all again. So I'm shooting for the end of the year. That's when you going back. That's when you going back outside. I mean, you, I mean, you just snitched on us. We was outside yesterday, <laughs> but I mean, but I mean, like in a good way outside, like that, like celebratory things. It's like I, I grappled with it. You know me. I I, I grappled with going out. I only reason why I went out yesterday for your wife's birthday is because I couldn't justify why I went out two weeks before for my friend that was leaving in the military. You didn't want to get cussed out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Your wife scares me. She's in the other room right now, but she scares me like to death. And if I was out there yelling at my girl, like, yo, listen, we about to be late. Let's go. She telling me to shut the hell up. If you, (laughs) you I said, yo, you can't hang out with her no more. Cause now you started. If you didn't go last night, we might not be recording this right now. No, probably not. (laughs) We probably would have to wait. She would have, yeah. October sounds like a really good time. Why October? Just cause I said, so that's how she feel. I'll just be sitting over there. (laughs) But, I, I personally think that the lockdown is is necessary, at least for big activities. You know what I mean? School, too. Like, I think, like, school should not resume being open. And I think distance learning should be, should have been something we should have been doing a long time ago. Yeah, but that's tough on, on the parents at home. Because, one, you know, not everybody qualified to be teachers. And, two, we grew up at it when we was outside. We grew up at a different time. I know, especially when it comes to something like early on math. The way they changed that, where two plus two don't equal four no more, it's like a whole different equation. But how many of those skills did you say? Would you say that you even use right now? That's not the point. If I got to teach my children, basic math is cool though, like addition, subtraction, multiplication. Yeah, like, but I'm saying it's not basic when it comes to how school standardizes it nowadays. And what I'm just saying is, it's like I think we need to fo- schools first and foremost because we so worried about the economy getting these bars and restaurants open if the schools can't be open then we don't need to be outside Mm. like we need to like yeah i get it we need to get you know the economy flowing but no 
it's also about you know what's higher priority damn we gotta get this bar open we gotta get this gym open or we gotta teach the youth that's i mean that's a good point but i think i don't know because then i am a recipient of like trying to like be a dad and work from home at the same time I mean, I, I had them stay at home one time, or at least two or three times. You yeah, know but I mean? you, but they're at the age where you don't got to worry about being a professor. But I've tried because we've been working on handwriting stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's little stuff you could do, but that's like, you know what I mean? It's not actual. They wouldn't be in a curriculum like that anyway if everything was open. Not yet. No. I don't know. I just feel like school is based on the way school is set up, and, and this has no factual, like, thing to it. I just think that the way school is set up right now is for parents to be able to work eight hours or six or seven hours. And it's like, we can figure out daycare later on. That's definitely part of it. That's, that's just how I look at it. I don't know. I think, I think that, um, but it's going to be different. Cause as we were growing up every single year, the student to teacher ratio kept getting wider and wider. And so to have to adjust to that, with all the budget cuts that we come up under and they just constantly, it's always on some type of strain for whatever reason. It's going to be interesting moving forward. Not that I believe that the quality of public education, public school education is the greatest anyway. Uh, maybe we can also take this opportunity to adapt and kind of change it and build it from the ground up to try to make it more, not just feasible, but for it to make more sense for the day that we live in because you know we keep doing the same shit from a hundred years ago it just the world ain't like that no more yeah but see that's why i look at it like like i said it's unfortunate that like we in this pandemic and everything but it, it allows us to really sit back and look at ourselves i think the last pandemic was what 1950 something Pandemic. Well, most people talk about the 1918. Spanish right, that was the joint. biggest one. But I think the last time we had like a flu break, a flu outbreak was in the 50s or something like that. Well, I don't know. I don't know the pandemic definition off top right now. But I mean, at first they were comparing this to you know the the bird flu, the Ebola. Um, what's that? The pig flu. What is it? H1N1. All that stuff oh, that happened. In the, the swine flu. All that happened in the past 10 years. Right, but this is the biggest one where I remember, like, yeah, in my lifetime, where we've actually been shut down, stores is closed, and businesses. But like, I'm looking at it as an opportunity for us to sit back and really look at ourselves, though. Right? You've had, you should, especially for those who aren't who have the time to. Because me, my like I said, I'm still working every day. I still got these kids when I get home. Like, I'm still busy. Yeah. But even then, it's like, but when I'm saying reflecting, it's like us as America, though. Oh yeah. Because, like, even then, like, you look at, like, all the, the names of people that have died from, like, you know, police brutality and, you know, all the injustices that we have going on. This is the first time since I've been alive where I remember the world stopped and we were sitting back watching things happen. I mean, in June, I want to make sure I got my days right. End of May, beginning of June, you know, you had all the protests. And at the yeah. time when the protests, uh, the protests were happening, I was actually in Arizona because I was like, oh, Arizona's safe. They got <laughs> low numbers. <laughs> They had I was numbers. like, I was like, yo, you know, they they got low numbers, and then you got to come in and pull me in the homie court based off of that, just to I, see. It. Let me ask you this, because I feel like June kind of made it hot everywhere because of the protests. Do you think risk versus reward? Even though we're supposed to be inside, 
and you know we're probably maybe we're maybe we're a month away from flattening the curve and everything get, going back outside for that cause is worth having to restart now if it has us taking a hard look at like the society it looks like it did. slavery was like 400 based years. on what's happening <laughs> you know now what I mean? we in august now so based on where it's at now it seems like it's quieted down a little bit but the exposure it got you know you got the nba courts all say black lives matter you got all these companies shooting out commercials to make sure yo we on board whether, yeah, whether, changing their name. Whether, yeah, whether it's genuine or not there's certain little things that are happening do yeah, you I think, think that's worth it to have to restart and go back inside I think so. But here's the thing, though. We can't just say, like, yes, we're looking at those numbers, but also at the same token, like I told you, I was in Arizona. So when I was in Arizona, like, nobody was wearing any masks in June. There. They only had signs, and I'm not even making this up. They had signs that just said, we went to Target out there to buy a birthday gift for Jamar's daughter. And they just had signs that said, stay six feet apart. But I kid you not, when we came back, it was like, oh, Arizona's having a surge in numbers. And I was like, shit, like, we just got back from there. I pray to God I'm not sick because it hasn't been two weeks or whatever. But I was tired of being in the house after a month and a half. I feel you. But I think it was worth, like, I, I personally think that it was worth the restart. Because most of these states, you know, they there's people not wearing masks. I got some crazy shit that I was just seeing right now. It's a lot of those, you know, blue-collar Americans or the Trump supporters, you know, that, that are saying yeah, that. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of clips of them. They they was protesting in front of Congress, talking about this is against the Constitution. This is y'all breaking the law. You guys out here wearing masks. It's all a hoax, all that. Man, and that's, and that's where one of the cons of social media can come at because you can spread a false narrative. And for people who, I don't want to call dumb, but for lack of a better term, just, you know, ignorant, in whatever the case they can they can believe it they can they can articulate it enough to be believable for the person who's not going to ask questions and that can spread far and wide and then you got people thinking the world is flat but that's the thing though like this the the question will be at that point right what would it take for you to take it serious then you know what i mean because I don't have the plug in for my phone, I want to let play me, this real let me, quick. Did Hold you down. take it? If everybody else is wearing masks because I'm not wearing one, what the hell does it matter? You're doing what you're supposed to, right? It's not going to fucking bother me. Why should it bother you? You got your mask on and you're covered. I'm not. I don't give a shit. Don't worry about me. Worry about your damn self. Get off your fucking phone and do something that makes you happy. Stop worrying about other people. Jesus Christ. And then beginning of that, you, we missed it, but he was like, people are asking me, where my mask is but i'm telling you that he said my mask is on a nurse's face like he's being a funny you know a, a funny dude about it i mean you know though that's what i mean in, in a certain context you can logically be like well yeah if you're protected then it don't matter don't worry about me if i want to go out and kill myself let me do it in a certain uh sense but then it's more like no you got to go deeper it's not you're not wearing the mask so those infected aren't catching you catching you is because we're dealing with a virus where it's really easy to be asymptomatic and you not knowing what you're doing and you just out here. So it's more like you don't care about yourself, but have the courtesy to just care about everybody else. Yeah. And so it's fine that you want to be outside. You know, I got friends. We both, you, you both know people who have not stayed inside. They've been out here. They still COVID free. That's great. Fine. Whatever. But it's like, if you're going to do that, the least you can do. And trust me, I'm one of the ones. I hate the mask. 
I'm in Costco. I wait in them long lines. I can't breathe. You know, all that other stuff. It, it's annoying. Gives me a headache. But it's like, it's the it's a common courtesy. It's the least you can do. Yeah. I I don't know. I just think it's important. That and washing your hands, man. As many times as like I've been out, like I've I've been outside, but doing like outdoorsy out activities though. Like I've been playing golf and stuff. But I've seen dudes after a five hour round of just playing golf, like going to uh, not going to the bathroom and wash their hands. Like go straight to the bar. I've seen the people like just four feet away, just drinking and having a good time with their friends. And I'm like, bro, like I want to do it, but I don't want to do it at the expense. And these dudes is in their fifties and sixties out here doing that. I'm hey, like, not washing your hands was a pandemic way before it is. <laughs> I mean, you know, or not washing your ass either. That's another <laughs> thing that's definitely hitting people. So. We looking at real estate markets and stuff like that. Is this a good time in real estate? I feel trash asking the white man. Is this a good time <laughs> to buy real estate? But whatever. I mean, yeah, I'm trying not to come <laughs> off like no. Nah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I I dibble and dabble. I try to pretend like you know at least I I know what I'm talking about in that realm. Um, is it a good time? Depending where you're coming from, if you're talking about buying, it's a great time when it comes to interest rates. Money is basically free right now to borrow so if you are in that um category where you weren't hurt financially by this and you still have your job and everything there's going to be less competition out there to find something but it's still hot at least right here we in san diego i don't know about all of california but you know the the bay everything's still kind of hot right now it's not hasn't been affected like a lot of people think but um as far as selling, it's just hard to say right here because it hasn't hit yet. But now that we're re- restarted, maybe not here. But if you do real estate or you do this stuff in other states and other cities, it, they're, like I said, every crisis presents opportunity. There definitely is going to be some opportunity. There's going to be some people that lost their jobs, lost their way. There's going to be some foreclosures coming up. There's going to be some some great discounts on properties. And just like what a lot of people don't understand, like when it came to the recession in 08, 09, you know, people were like freaking out. But the so much wealth was created from that because just like anything, if you if your favorite store was like going out of business, everything 50 percent off, you'd be like, yo, I need to go cop something because it's just I can't pass this deal up. That's exactly what happened to real estate. But people were so scared they didn't want to do it. Um, personally right now, we definitely trying to find something else. I mean, that's for different reasons. It's more for uh, a different school district, but, um, as far as like the rates are probably, it's hard. They can't really get much lower. So it's kind of a, but when it comes to that, that means, um, the, the price of the house is going to be a lot higher, the, the cheaper that money is. So (coughs) if you got it. Right now might be the best, or if you already there, best time to refinance right now. Especially if you got some equity and you want to take a little ease off your back every month, best time to do that. Um, and if any listener has that, they want to reach out. I I got plugs in all different realms of real estate. Whether you need to refinance, whether you need an agent, whether you need something, um, I'm definitely uh, more than happy to help. Um, but yeah, uh. There's there's pros and cons in any market. Right now, the pros is money's cheap, but also when money's cheap, 
um, the house price is definitely going to be through the roof. And we live in a area where it this is, is through the, the roof. Yeah, the hood is going for half a mil. Should they hit me with uh? I got like damn near like seventy thousand in equity, and I've only been in my house now for. Look, man, that's the second time you flexed your wealth on me, and I don't appreciate. Man, you 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 a lot tougher than that. (laughs) I never put (laughs) I never put the number out there though. But I'm just saying I'm saying that just because I jumped in the market what a year ago. But I'm only doing that to influence others to do so. You know what I mean? I I I try not to flex. Oh, you make mill. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, definitely. Like I wear wear nice shoes. See people went. Nah, nah. But that's it. Before this pandemic hit, I would have probably answered this question like, nah, this ain't a great time to buy. It's a great time to sell. But, you know, just like anything, if I got to sell something, but I got to buy something else, yeah, I'm going to be happy with my sale, but then I got to go back out there and buy something and be mad. So, you know, that's why I'm saying. Stack your pick. Just get ready for the opportunity. And right now, you know, I feel like if you look in, Try to, you know, because of the interest rate, you was going to do something anyway. Just go for it. But, you know, overall, it's always climbed up. It's always came back, depending on when you jumped in. Even people that jumped in right before the recession, even though they lost a lot of time, they eventually climbed back. So if you're not planning on moving a whole bunch, then just do it. The best time to start is right now. Because a lot of people, me included, uh, in a lot of things, they get caught up in... uh, what's called analysis paralysis they get so scared to make that jump that they just sit there and they analyze and they waste all this time because then i think about 2012 20 you know i think about man if i was just a few years older or a few years more ready i could have been part of that creating so much new wealth that might not ever be seen again and you know i, I jumped in in 2015 2017 and I'm still going now but Man, you could have done so much if you was ready from 2009 to 2012. You could have done so much. You couldn't miss. Yeah, that would have been a good time to jump in. But 2020, hindsight is always 2020, except for, you know, that's kind of wild because 2020 has been super wild. So I ain't trying to look at this shit in hindsight no more. Nah, I'm not. Hey, was you ready for, like, my 2019 was so trash. I was, yeah, I was that guy. Oh, yeah, 2020, new decade, all I thought shit. 2020 was going to be the shit. Yeah. To be, I mean, come on, bro. I had just bought a house. I just had uh, uh, a child. You know what I mean? Um, all kind of shit was happening for me in 2019. I was working. Most people didn't know this just because, you know, we was doing the, the podcast and I was still trying to figure out the times and shit. But, like, I was working damn near, like, 50, 60 hours a week just trying to stay afloat, right? Because, like, money-wise, like, I was living outside of my means because I had just bought that house. But then I only I also realized, like, it was an opportunity for me to hurry up and get in the market before it jumped too high and I, was, I wasn't going to be able to afford it. So, like, I was working so goddamn hard that it was ridiculous. So, when 2020 came around, I was like, hey, pool party, about to be out there lit. You know what I mean? I'm about to be outside a little bit more. I'm going to go out and travel. And then I knew it was going to be a nasty year. And I hate to bring this up, but when Kobe nah, passed. man, don't do okay. you, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I went, when Kobe passed, I was like, oh, this feels funny because that was, what, January? End of January. And then February, I remember, like, watching all this virus shit over there. And I was telling the homies, like, bro, that shit's about to come over here if it's not here already. Which they found out later on, it was already here. 
And then I was like, man, we ain't going nowhere. By March, I was like, it's over with. 2020 is over. And matter of fact, I probably won't go nowhere in 2021 that like any of those places I just named to you. I'm not going to any concerts. I'm not going to any pool parties or nothing like that because like those, like when I think back at those places, like those are all places where you find the nastiest individuals. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? I've seen some nasty pool parties <laughs> yeah. on the early open. Yeah, this it's just it's just a nasty little situation to where I was like, ah, probably won't get that thing back until I'm like twenty two you know, until I'm like thirty two, thirty three. That's the thing I'm gonna miss the most and it might be one of the last things to come back. Um I don't go outside no more, but when I do it's usually to a show. I'm going to a concert and it just ain't gonna come back. And so, when it do, I probably might miss the first few. But if you get the vaccine, you're gonna be good. I mean, yeah. But you know, <laughs> you fuck with the vaccine. It's kind of like uh, when we were supposed to open up. My whole thing was okay when we had a set date, or whatever the date was supposed to be. All right, this day, everything's good. The numbers look good. We going out. Whatever that date was supposed to be, I was gonna give it an extra two weeks. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, yeah. So, shh. yeah, man, I miss concerts, man. Yeah, that's that's something that's the thing in the past. All right, last thing that I want to talk about, this just actually happened um, yesterday. Uh, there was a protest uh, in La Mesa. So I'm going to read this article real quick. Roughly 300 demonstrators gathered Saturday at La Mesa City Hall to demand justice for women of color as the, as the city set temporary restrictions um, on a two-block downtown zone to facilitate a peaceful event. One arrest was made during the event and nearby uh, counter protests, but no injuries were reported. The We Demand Justice for Our Women of Color event was promoted as a way to seek justice for Breonna Taylor, killed in March by police in Louisville, Kentucky, and Vanessa Guillen, a soldier uh, at Fort Hood in Texas, who was killed by another soldier in April, according to social media statements. I mean, right now, I'm just looking at it like, like La Mesa's hot right now. Yeah. Um. I knew a lot of people at that first one, you know, most of my family went to that one too, when they was burning down the banks and it was, you know, they was taking over the freeway. It was, it was wild. Like I said, this one felt different and maybe it just cause it was more exposed. And, but, uh, I know a lot of the protests after that, it was getting like, and I don't know how accurate it is or if I'm saying it right, but there was some people from the other side, the ops, if you will, that were like sending in people to protest, um, but just to to turn it up to make it look like it wasn't peaceful, and to change the whole narrative on like they say they're being peaceful, but look what they're doing. And you know, I didn't see everything in that La Mesa the first go around, but I felt I was like, oh, if it was just the banks that they burned down, like the stuff that I was driving by, I was like, I feel like that's. You know, they got insurance, they big bank. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. They wasn't attacking people's homes. It didn't appear. I didn't see, like, small businesses out here being burnt up. But uh, it was, like, the people who were like, you ain't missing nothing. But what's your thoughts on... I get what you're saying, but what's your thoughts on La Mesa? On, like, that part of town? Yeah, that part of town. What's the what, first thing that comes to mind? If somebody was like, yo... Uh, that's where my kids go to daycare at. Uh, I think it's, for the most part... A decent area, an area that I mean, of course, I mean most most areas in San Diego are upgrade from my area, but I mean, uh, it, it's an area if I could afford, I might be over there. Um, 
if you can afford and willing willing to settle for less square footage wise, yes, you would be <laughs> over there. But yeah, but I mean, you know, I think it's a decent area, and I think like I wouldn't expect it to be like it was for that part of town. I thought if it was. That's a, what you mean. My thing is, is like I, what I was getting at is like me personally. I think that La Mesa is a border city. And that it splits off San Diego and that to El Cajon, yeah, to El Cajon, where you might find a Real lot more, yeah. Over there. Versus if you keep going down all the way to University, yeah, you're yeah. gonna eventually run That's into that, Southeast it's that City. Last, it's that last city before you can go El Cajon, Spring Valley, Lemon Grove. Yeah, and that's where, yeah, yeah. And there's a and there's a there's a diverse like group of people that live in La Mesa. I felt bad because like I went to school in La Mesa. You know what I mean? At least for high school, I went to Helix. You know what I mean? And like. I always thought that, you know, I had very fair teachers, you know, I had a good experience in terms of like dealing with white folks and stuff like that, that lived out in that community. You know what I mean? Like you got the the best of both worlds, you know, especially because I, I grew up in a neighborhood where my mom didn't want me to go to school here. You know, I thought La Mesa was cool. So when I seen them like, you know, vandalizing and stuff like that, I actually rode my bike through there, which is crazy. I, I didn't stretch the miles out a little bit, but I was like, damn, like. Like these pl- these places in La Mesa are pretty dope. Like I thought that was cool. They have the farmers market all in that little area. By yeah, the-, the the downtown look real like old school, small townish. Like you know, it's it's a if it's your vibe, then it's a vibe. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but like I said, I I don't know the extent of it, so I could be saying this completely wrong. But when I drove past Spring Street, um, and just saw it, it only appeared that those two big banks was burnt. I was like, oh, like, I'm okay with that. Because, you know, a lot of people, you get those um, those people that always argue when it comes to this. Like, why are you burning down your own neighborhood? Why are you looting this and that? And uh, so to just attack the big corporation style thing, they looted the Vons too. It's like, one, they got insurance. They ain't missing it. It's just like, it's just an inconvenience for them. It's yeah. like, all right, whatever. But yeah, I was happy to see they wasn't attacking the small businesses and stuff like that. At least to what I saw. They might have, might be saying it completely wrong. It's just what I saw on my quick drive by. Yeah, I got a friend that lives like right across the street from the Vons. And, you know, we were we were actually together when it happened. But um, he had left his car out there on the street. Mm. And so he had asked his mom to come over and, you know, go get his car, you know, because the protesters out there, he didn't want to leave it out there. He flew in you know, to the location where we was at out in Arizona. And uh, when his mom got in the car, the protesters stopped her and was like being rowdy and stuff like that. And like, you know, he was just a little bit on edge because, you know, he had sent his mom out there. He didn't think it was going to be like a big deal, but there, there was some rowdy groups up there. Yeah. You know, there are people that's out there ready just yeah. to wreck shit though. You know what I mean? And that's the part where it's like, the people that's out here wrecking shit aren't usually the people that that are trying to get an agenda done. They just out there to do fuck shit. You know what I mean? Like that's right. And that that reminds me of a clip I saw of um, it was a while back. Somebody showed me. Uh, they showed this cop being just somebody was going in on him like hella disrespectful, just talking all this shit, calling him out all these names. Like, and based on the video, it didn't appear the cop was doing anything, and he was just going in. And then at the end, he just yelled, you know, Black Lives Matter. And so the person who posted it was saying, see, Black Lives Matter is out here trying to act like they're peaceful and they're trying to do this and that. But they treat people like this. And there's confusion there. Just Black Lives Matter is can be such a blanket statement. Just because somebody says it doesn't mean they're affiliated with the movement. And so 
they're taking it as the actual movement is represented by this when it's just one individual who happened to say those three words. Yeah. But I also think too though, like I feel like people are justified in being angry. No, yeah, no, I'm not saying that. Like, okay, but you know, you cuss a cop out, I'm not gonna be mad at it. He was really going in on him, but it's like, all right, whatever. If if I was a cop in this situation and I was quote unquote one of the good cops, if somebody came at me foul just because I represent that that blue I can't be mad at that. I just got to eat it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I understand the times. I'm self-aware. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not like that, or I'm trying to be a good representation of the force, but I understand. So if somebody comes at me foul, I just got to deal with it. Plus, I get paid to be more professional, and I got to deal with that anyway. Let's put homie court in session there. Let's put it in. Let's put it, let's put it in session. You heard of a true false quiz, right? What? You heard of a true false quiz, right? Okay. Well, this is not a true false quiz. This <laughs> is this is a black lives which which would be true, mm-hmm. okay? And then false would be all lives quiz, right? You asking me? We just going to run through them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to ask you cuz then we going to have to, you know, you going to have some picket signs in front hey, of your yeah, house. Yeah, man, let's time. not get canceled episode we 2. We don't want to get Lex Coop in <laughs> Lex Coop in trouble. This is based off oh, of man, what, Hey, don't run with that. We <laughs> <laughs> Lex Coop is hard, man. We going to put that on the back of his shirt. Oh, man. But the reason why I'm saying that is because I feel like people are justified in regards to their anger. Now, how they express that anger is totally different. But let's go through this this American history quiz. Okay. I got this from my man Aaron Roy off of social media. Brought to America in chains at the bottom of ships. A, black lives, or B, all lives. Okay, now I don't understand what, what I'm supposed True to say. True or false, right? So brought to the brought to America in chains at the bottom of ships. Was it A, black lives, or B, all lives? Black lives. Okay. Enslaved in America for 400 years. Black lives or all lives? Black lives, unless you Kanye. Work- <laughs> he, he definitely going to argue all lives for that one. It's a mentality. It is. <laughs> and uh, what was it? Uh, what's my girl's name? God dog it. Freed the slaves. Harriet Tubman. I wanted to say Sojourn the Truth so bad, bro. <laughs> She's part of the movement. Shout her out. <laughs> Women's suffrage. We're counted as three-fifths of humans in America. Black lives are all lives. Oh, yeah, that was pretty specific. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Prevented from attending school with whites until 1954. Yeah, Black sh- lives are all shout lives. Shout out to Forrest Gump. He was there. <laughs> We're lynched or killed in America for speaking to white women. Black lives are all lives. That's yeah, tough. That's black right there. So when you look at, like, I'm just giving you a, a, a quick 15 seconds, like, snapshot of, yeah. like, the history here in this country. And so, like, if a man wants to spend his time being pissed off at the police, I feel his pain. Right. Because we haven't even got into systemic, you know, oppression and all that other shit, man. But, I mean, we got time for that. You know what I mean? I just have to make sure that we set the tone right there just because Carl's rocking with the white man on this (laughs) podcast that we definitely still for the movement. You know, he's here for the culture. (laughs) He got him a queen, too. That don't mean anything. It's not like he's validated, stamped in your book. But but on that note, that does not mean anything. Oh, I don't. You probably get probably the nastiest it looks, too, Mm. probably in some places. I mean, I don't be looking for it no more. I ain't never really... But yeah, of course. Uh, you definitely not driving the Santee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, you know, quiet as cap. There's way more black people in Santee than I've seen ever. Like in that they, lives they, out in that lakeside been, area. They've been building out there, and and because of some of the things we're talking about, one of those things, um, one of the. 
things that have also happening that are that affect that community is gentrification. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to San Diego specifically, um, they're gentrifying all these areas and pushing out um, everybody, and they're forced to go east. And so Lakeside that that's east. Yeah. So they're forced to go El Cajon, Spring Valley, all that other stuff, and it's becoming way way more impacted. You know, uh, historically, a lot of downtown areas are like hood. Like you have your, but that's kind of where it's at. And now they're all being gentrified. North Park too. Yeah. No, I'm just saying historically, most of downtowns in any, anywhere you go. Oh, anywhere. They're yeah. hood, but they're all now being gentrified is now this is the place to be. And now everyone, you know, back in the day was like, oh, I want to move to the suburbs. That's where it's at. I, it's safe. All that. Now the hood is going to the suburbs. Yeah. But I think people are forced to do that just because it's cheaper too. No, that's what I'm. Yeah, that, yeah. that's the whole point of gentrification. Where can which is I crazy go? Because racism, I have to go where it's cheap. Which is crazy because racism, like people will say, the hell with racism or prejudiceness, whether it's against whites, blacks, Latinos, Asians, whatever, because of money. Hey, yeah. And that's why I tell people like this genuine hate sometimes that people have, man, it's not necessarily just because it's a genuine hate. It's really an entitlement based off of resources. I I firmly believe that like racism, slavery and all that shit was like like all because of economics. I deserve this because of this is the basis premise that I've come with. I think you can see at least some somewhat of what you're speaking of. You see that a lot more now just because. I mean, it's been for a while, but now more than ever, or at least progressively coming, like, black is cool. And so, you know, the white men, everyone that's running stuff, economically, they want to capitalize on it. So what do they got to do? They got to exploit black culture mm-hmm. because that's what's cool. That's what's going to sell. Yeah. So, you know, the owner of Sprite, Coke, whatever, they're they going to they gonna offer uh, a, a popular popular athlete the endorsement to sell their product and yeah that one athlete gets broken off and it's fine whatever but in but they're still exploiting like just because you help somebody out like oh look at that like look how much money he made it's like yeah that's cool but that's not you didn't do it to help him out no you did it because it it worked for you and yeah it was cool for it was a win-win for these two people or whatever but you're still exploiting the culture in general yeah and you see that with um I mean like hip hop was underground. Now it's now it is it's pop music. It it's, is what it's it is. It's it's definitely popular music is is what you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So how you feel, man? You got your first podcast underway, man. I mean I We had you in the background for so many of the other ones. Oh so many, I mean so many means two. <laughs> <laughs> It, it's cool like nah but I just I think it's cool cause you know shoot the shit sip on a little something talk about whatever if some people like it that's cool some people don't that's whatever I li- <laughs> yeah. had to put some white soul into that nah that wasn't white soul hey you know what's my guy's name McDonald <laughs> Michael McDonald Michael McDonald that's white soul right? <laughs> do, do, do. nah I'm saying I, same thing I treat with the group, the group chat I'll bring a random shit just cause I, I like to see conversation I hate that I wanna see chat. arguments <laughs> I just wanna see you know especially now when we can't go see each other in person and we can't do this it's just more like trying to hold on to that social connection because most people, especially the newer kids that don't build that because they only have it through the internet, that internet's all we got right now. 
so to speak, for the most part. I haven't seen, you know, most of my people in months or maybe I did like a drive by birthday or one of them things. But uh, yeah, just trying to hold on because, you know, even the closest of people can drift apart because sometimes I know I fall victim to like, I ain't about to, I don't want to text none of this because like, I feel like this is a better in-person story and, you know, I'm trying to kick it and not run out of stuff to, to talk about because I'm trying to, you know, whatever. But now it's like, damn, I'll go three, four months without talking to somebody. Now it kind of feels different. You know what I mean? So it's like just trying to hold on to that connection, especially, you know, if you working, still working at 40, you got fucking two kids under five at home and just daily stresses. It's like the group chat is where I go to get away. And now, now that we doing this, this can be another, you know, avenue for that. Cause you know, you still got to have you some you time, look out for the mental health and, uh, you know, plus whatever listeners are left after, after hearing this, I'm like, man, I ain't rocking with them, but they going, Hey, this is at least one last hour of content. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what my, but my, I'm going to reiterate this, like grown folks business. I mean, I, I just left that situation just saying i'm not gonna put my energy into it anymore you know what i mean uh if they want to do it then i'll let them come and do it because for a while man it, it felt like i was always asking them hey when are we going to record now, yeah i know the studio is here at the house um you know and looking back on it like i built all this i couldn't just let it go that fast <laughs> right and we was both in agreement. the reason i hit you up to begin with was more like hey you're still on your come up. You're still on your grind. The last thing you want to do right now is pause your content when you're still building. If it was year two or year one, I would easily let it go. Right. But but I'm saying, I'm saying where you're at now, you, you've given me some numbers every now and then. I'm like, yo, why would you stop right now? Because um, especially with everybody in the house running out of stuff to, to consume, content wise they ran through their netflix they ran through their hulu ran through their disney plus podcast is something that comes out frequently and they you know they running through those too and so why not be a part of that i mean yeah there's tons of them but if you already got a base and you're still building the last thing you want to do right now is stop that's not a question i can answer for you though no uh, no i'm not saying no because that's what i'm saying you were in agreement with me because i was like dog what you're doing yeah like, but even then i did, like out of out of the code like i'm not gonna out nobody no 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 i'm not talk about saying the specific, that like you i know. said we're not here to speak for nobody else yeah this is just how i view it as a consumer yeah. because like you said this is my first time being on the other end normally i'm a consumer and in this microwave era not not necessarily how i view it I can wait. I can give time. But most people are as soon as something's over, when's the next one happening? When's the ne- That's why you see, like, you know, people dropping three, four EPs and albums a year and just not taking time. When we was growing up, your favorite artist would come out every two or three years and you'd think that was normal. Now you do that, you might not be able to come You might back. not even come back after two years. You know what I mean? Because the sound changes so much. And you're just seeing that. And the fan base does, too. The fan base does because everyone, you know, but we're coming up in an era where podcast is so new that even though there's so many of them, this is kind of its own revolution to whoever sticks around or stays like being on that ground floor, being able to, especially if you last that long, being able to, you can really do something with that. 
You know what I mean? It's like this is a new industry. Yeah. It's not like this is a job. It can be a hobby. How are you treated? But this is a new industry. And usually if you're there at the beginning of a new industry, if the industry sticks around, you're going to be around. You're going to be, you know, okay. Yeah, but when we started too, like I, I see a lot of podcasts now. Um but three years ago, I, I still felt like that was a good time to come in. Looking at it three years now. Yeah. Because we're established, which is why like, I, I pulled the move of keeping the fan base that we have now and leaving the door open for, for them if they want to come back. I sat back for 70-something days and was like, yo, how am I going to do it? Hey, you was counting them like in jail? You oh, had yeah, on, man. On the wall? I had the little sticks and everything, man. <laughs> you know, crossing off my fives after, you know, making my four ticks. But I was just like, yo, how am I going to do it to preserve it? But if they don't want it, then they don't want it. Then I I, I can continue on what I what, what we've you know helped to build. You know I'm thankful Damn. for them and I'm you know thankful for everything else that's happened. But this is just another opportunity. This is our first episode. You know what I mean? Nah, hey, nah, nah, nah. I'm kind of feeling some type of way now. Why? I'm feeling like the side chick you settled with. That's about. It's <laughs> yeah. about obvious. Sometimes you get a ring out of the deal. <laughs> yeah, but you ain't supposed to just tell me to my face. You just supposed to just like, all right. I tell you to, but I'm honest with people. I'm though. supposed to find out years later and be like, all right, well, I'm here. Nah, that's a, nah, nah, nah. You gotta know from out the gate because because right, well. now you don't feel like somebody just stole on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gonna find out a way how to end this podcast, but I got no other better way to do it. But then this, any lasting thoughts you want to add into the podcast or anything oh, like that? Nah, man. Uh, shout out to C. Shout out to Star. Shout out to grown folks. Hope y'all stick around. I'm going to be here for the foreseeable future, hopefully. Other than that... If uh, they come back, we just record on different days. I mean, that's all you, you're the one trying to do double duty. I don't quit. All right, well... I always find ways to, like, to continue to do what I'm right. doing. I enjoy myself. Hopefully the listeners got something out of it. A couple jokes. There we go. And we'll be back uh, next week. Right out to this serve. You can check it on iTunes. It's called The Evils. Not reasonable doubt. I've been doing nothing to drive me crazy. I don't think my mama's gonna save me. Maybe I'm not talking about it.